Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I'm going to hear a little pitter-patter pause because we've got a puppy joining us. Come on. You're looking for a blanket, aren't you? You want me to put the blanket on the ground for you? All right. Bentley has joined us. We're all ready to go. Cheers. I have a new beverage for our chat today. I'm trying a new beverage. This is a beetroot blend. It's non-caffeinated and it's made from frame. It's made from the company called Bloom, B-L-U-M-E. So is this mug actually? This is their mug in the color, I think, cloud. For those that can't see, I'll explain it to you. It's a nice lavendery purple mug with a hot pink hot beverage inside. So it looks very summery. It tastes like fall though. It's like spicy almost. Like it literally tastes like fall. It's making me excited. I swear it's always in July that the first little inklings come to my soul that make me feel like, ooh, falls around the corner. Or falls at least next. It's not around the corner. I won't speed us ahead, but it's next in terms of seasons. And so this is kind of the perfect drink because looks like summer, tastes like fall. So welcome back to our virtual cafe, Kaylin's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today, I'm here for a pep talk on feeling spiritually disconnected. If you are somebody that is into spirituality or however you define the term spirituality, whatever it is that you believe in at your core, the thing that connects you to your spirit, that's really all I'm talking about here, through different philosophies, be it through different belief systems, be it through energy work, it could even be just art or hobbies or things that you're passionate about. But when you feel a disconnect to those things, it can be a really uncomfortable feeling. Right after 2018, when I first really dove deep into my spirituality, like I threw all caution to the wind, I went into it with abandon and I just dug as deep as I could. I was so curious. For certain reasons that I'll go over today, I became disconnected from that spirituality moving into 2019. 2020 was obviously a difficult year. I think especially too, one of the most uncomfortable feelings for myself was when I was going through my own disconnect, things that used to make me feel really connected to my spirit, things that used to make me feel like I was in touch with something bigger than myself, like I was in touch with my higher self, that's what I would have called it, or the divine, 
they weren't working for me anymore. I internalized that and I made myself feel crappy for it. And on top of that, it would be really hard because at the time I also aligned and started following a lot of accounts that were really spiritual. And so I would still see a lot of people that were totally in it, totally on it, totally connected, which almost gave me a FOMO feeling. It like highlighted my disconnect even more, which again made me internalize it even more. And I just felt disconnected. No other word for it other than disconnected. Like I had failed, like, or I was failing. I had also internalized a lot of misconceptions in the spirituality that I personally am interested in. A lot of misinformation in the sense of like, you know, what you believe you will receive and all of this. And to an extent, I do believe that, but it was, it was a double-edged sword because then when I felt disconnected from my spirituality, and I caught myself going through harder phases, darker times, specifically struggling really badly with depression towards the end of 2020. I kept on thinking, oh, I'm manifesting this for myself. Like I'm manifesting my own darkness. I am manifesting my own unhappiness. And so it was a little bit of a dark night of the soul, if you will. And through that, I realized that there is a lot of, I think generalization that can come from spirituality. And again, like we might all have different definitions of what we define as spiritual for us, but just in the spiritual realm that I am super interested in, there was a lot of information like that. Like what you focus on will grow and what you believe is what you're going to attract. And I don't doubt that part of that is true to an extent. The other side of that pancake is toxic positivity and like faking it. And that I think can also be worse when you don't feel connected to your spirit, when you don't feel connected to the deeper part of yourself, when you don't feel connected to something bigger, whatever it is for you, it can be hard. It can be hollowing. It can feel really isolating from the world, from the collective, from the universe, from whatever it is. And you can feel like you're doing something wrong when you're not. I'm hoping this pep talk will make you feel better. So let's start with some signs of feeling disconnected from your spirit. The first being you feel unhealthy in a sense. Life kind of comes in layers, right? And our physical reality, our external world is almost like the top layer. It's the first reflection we're getting. So when we're feeling unhealthy in our bodies and it can go layer by layer in our minds, in our souls, that can be a sign that there's a disconnect to our spirit because for the most part your spirit the energy within you like if you want to call it anything else the energy that is thriving that is pulsing through your veins through your cells through your dna wants you to thrive it wants you to live it wants you to you know evolve it wants you to carry on life it wants you to B, if you're not nurturing your body, if you're not nourishing your body with the right foods and choices, which does not need to be a 24 seven type of thing. But I mean, like if you're consistently choosing to eat in a way that doesn't actually nourish you or eat foods that don't fully nourish you, that actually just make you feel crappier. And again, this can stem into other reasons and I'm not trying to paint everything in one brush because our brains are also something that play a part in why we choose the foods we do. There's a lot of things in artificially made foods nowadays that make us wanna be attracted to certain foods. So that is not your fault <laughs> for the record. But I mean, for the most part, if you're not feeling nourished by the things you're eating, if you're not nurturing your body, taking care of your body, practicing what you would consider to be good hygiene, lack of rest, lack of sleep, and partaking in bad habits that are physically manifesting 
as you feeling unwell in your own physical body, in your own material sense. You'll know it from the way that your gut feels. You'll know it from the, the cycle of going to the bathroom. You'll know it from your energy levels. You'll know it from how you're feeling in your bones, in your body. You'll know it from how achy your body feels, from where you're holding tension in the body. It can also go up into the mind. It can be unhealthy thoughts if you're catching yourself in very toxic or very negative thought patterns. Again, if you're not resting, you're not giving your brain a healthy amount of rest to relax and reorganize its information. You can feel unhealthy with the brain from over cramming yourself with information and that includes through technology. So over scrolling, uh, what we call like binge watching now or like like binging quite literally with the brain. It's like a binge overload of information from whether it be TV or streaming or content or whatever it is. And that overload of information is it actually like exhausts the brain all the way down to feeling unhealthy in your soul. This can be surrounding yourself with really toxic energy or toxic people, toxic content. Uh, so this is going to sound funny because it's, it's not necessarily a, a terrible thing, but I can always catch when I'm feeling a little more disconnected when the amount of like true crime type of content that I consume randomly just goes up. And I, I like a good true crime podcast here and there. I like a good episode here and there, but when it becomes daily, when I'm like looking for the newest true crime podcast to listen to on a daily basis, it's not that I think that that's necessarily toxic, but it is always kind of an indicator for me because I am generally a little bit sensitive and listening to that stuff kind of makes me feel some type of way. Yet, I don't know why, it, it's so intriguing. Is anybody else a true crime fan? Because, help me out here, I can't be alone in this. But I only like it once in a while because it does affect my mood, it does affect my feelings for the day. So when I'm literally surrounding myself with that content on a daily basis, like what what's going on there? Like what's going on with my soul, you know? Feeling like you're not giving yourself a healthy amount of time just to yourself to do the things that make your soul feel good, whether it's literally doing nothing, sitting in nature, watching the sunrise. These are all indicators of feeling unhealthy. These are all choices that we might be making almost automatically that are could be indicators that we're feeling spiritually disconnected. The next sign that you might be feeling that way is also discomfort in your solitude, feeling like you have to fill up your time with distractions, feeling like you have to fill up your time with other people, a sense of codependency that is unhealthy, like it's like you're avoiding any time spent alone, you're avoiding feeling that sense of solitude, you're not feeling the ability to connect with yourself, you're not feeling the ability to connect with your own interests, maybe you're avoiding certain feelings or certain circumstances that are going on in your life, maybe it's a stress response to something that's really bothering you and you don't want to have to face it, maybe in your own company you're just bored and so it's so uncomfortable to be in that state that you're avoiding any time alone. And that can be, again, a double-edged sword because you don't wanna to spend too much time alone. When you find yourself almost frantic a little bit or rushing to fill your time with other people or other things when you're by yourself, it's usually a good indicator that you're not comfortable in your own solitude and something might be going on there. There could be a disconnect. Another sign that you might be feeling spiritually disconnected is being overly focused on the material, or another way to put this could be like overly focused on feeding 
the ego. And there is nothing wrong, by the way, with having an ego. It is important that we have an ego, but we have to keep our ego in check. And when we don't keep our ego in check and we kind of let the ego take over, we focus too much on the material, we focus too much on how things look or are perceived, opinions of other people, the possessions that we have, the things, the status that we have, how much money we have, that we start to forget our deeper intrinsic values, we start to forget or just kind of let go of our basic principles that make us feel like things have more meaning. But when we're too focused on it and it becomes the sole feeder of what makes us feel good, it's a trap, it can become addictive. It's so short-lived that you get stuck in a cycle of constantly having to need to feed the ego, which puts you out of connection to that deeper part of yourself. And there might be more signs of feeling disconnected that I didn't think of, which if there are, you can think of other ones. Please, again, keep that conversation going because I wanna talk about causes now. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like, it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And this is just all to normalize anybody's experience out there. And again, including my own, because these are all in an extent part of, I think the spiritual journey is that you go through phases. We're all bound to go through phases or chapters where we feel disconnected. And it's almost like that obstacle of the disconnect is part of the journey of knowing and understanding yourself and your spirit and the world deeper. And so we kind of have to go through this lost phase, maybe even multiple phases of feeling lost or disconnected 
in order to have a deeper understanding. There's lots of reasons why we can feel this way and here are a few that I thought of. Number one makes the most sense and I feel like it could be a reason if we're gonna get really deep with it on a global scale, why for the most part a lot of people are very disconnected from their spirit or maybe have never even gotten to be connected to their spirit or whatever makes them feel like super aligned and joyful and fulfilled in life is lack of security, of fear. When you're in a fear state, you are in survival mode. When you are in survival mode, you like the last thing you're gonna care about is how deep something feels or how meaningful something is for the most part. I won't, again, paint everything in one paintbrush, but we're just worried about surviving. We're worried about protecting ourselves. What our bodies are doing intrinsically, what's going on with our sympathetic nervous system is get to safe place, get to safe place. Like there is no time, let alone space, to go deeper into things. And when you look at the systems at large that play out on the planet, there is, for the most part, a lot of things at play that keep the vast majority of the population in a state of fear. It is a privilege to feel secure. Like, not to be preachy about it, but it is a privilege to be tapped into your spirituality. I don't know though, because at the same time, like, there are also people on the planet, and there have been in the history of the planet that had little to nothing and were sick or were in really hard times and actually had probably some of the deepest spiritual experiences you could ever have. So, so I don't know, I, maybe I wanna take that back that it's a privilege per se, but I just think for the most part to be curious and to be open and to be safe and secure enough with a roof over your head and food on your plate and your bills paid in order to have some free time outside of your work, outside of how you pay your bills to just explore your spirituality, it that part is definitely, I think, a privilege. And it's also a repercussion of the systems that our world runs on. <laughs> I definitely at times feel like an alien to this planet. I don't think that we necessarily run things for our spiritual beings or just for human beings at large to feel safe, to feel happy, to feel fulfilled on a daily basis. And I don't think it comes with needing, everybody needing to have more. I really think that it's actually that perpetual message that we always constantly need more or that it takes more just to feel secure nowadays. Like you literally need to make more money than anybody has ever needed to make in the past. You need to have more things than anybody's ever need. Like truly think about it to an extent, if you don't have the latest technology, are you secure anymore? Because that latest technology is what's gonna help you get that job and that job is what's gonna help you pay those bills. Like. I don't need to be going on a tangent today, but this is all just to say that being in a fear state, needing to just survive, just get by day to day, is a very, very valid reason for not feeling connected to your spirit. If you're going through something really difficult, like maybe you're in a grieving state of life, maybe you're mourning the loss of something or someone, even that can feel like a survival mode. And yes, there is always, at least in my belief, an opening to, especially in our darkest times and in our darkest moments to lean on our spirit, to allow an opening, a release, a letting go to, so that the spirit can come in and the spirit, your spirit, whatever it is. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to be like, I'm trying to appeal to the masses right now where I'm not turning anyone away with my own terminology. So fill these words in with whatever connects to you, but there's always an opening to allow yourself to feel taken care of, to feel held, to feel even just connected to something that can get you through those times. But it also makes a lot of sense to shut your doors to that and is again a very 
appropriate response that many people do. Which leads me to my next cause, which can be feeling unable to process really difficult emotions or feelings or events that have happened that can cause you to feel spiritually disconnected for sure. Like again, whether it's something that's been happening more globally, there's been a lot that's happened in the last two years more globally, and it's been a lot for everyone collectively. It's been a lot for everybody individually, and it can turn us off. Like it can literally make it so that it's too hard to stay open. It's too hard to remain compassionate. It's too hard to stay aware at times. And again, that is a very valid thing to feel. All the way down to going through difficult emotions in your life, going through experiences, wounds, traumas that are really hard to process, are really hard to make sense of, just numb it, you know? We turn it down, we go into just kind of an autopilot mode just to get by or to avoid ever having to feel those things. When again, that, that obstacle could be the way. It's like the opening of the things that can sometimes feel the most heartbreaking can also be what awakens us to the widest range of sensations and feelings and experiences of being a human. Another cause could be imbalance or distractions. And by that I mean, think about how you spend your time. If your time is completely imbalanced with the distraction of let's say our phones, of let's say technology, of specifically social media, which again, I'm aware that I'm using social media today to even communicate these thoughts out loud, but when you're so tapped into what everybody else is doing, if you're distracting yourself by binge watching Netflix, if there's an imbalance of how you're spending your time and your energy, then that can create, in a sense, almost like a monkey brain or a reaction in our brain. It can rewire our brains to want to jump onto the most stimulating things very, very quickly and repetitively. And when you're doing that, when you're keeping your brain constantly jumping from stimulation to stimulation to stimulation, from hits of dopamine, from hits of serotonin, from fast tracking, from shortcutting, then that can cause you to be disconnected because for the most part, it's making us more and more uncomfortable with doing things or focusing on things for long extended periods of time, with not being tapped into what's going on on our phones for long extended periods of time. And that leaves us short-ended on time that we can actually spend to get quiet, to go deeper, to take time for ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. Which leads me into as well, consuming the wrong kind of energy. And consumption can be done in so many different ways. Yes, we've already talked about food, but even just the content you consume on a daily basis, coming back to when I'm over consuming true crime, like that is affecting my energy, whether I would like to believe it or not. It is, even if it's just subconsciously, it's affecting my energy. So choosing content that actually makes you feel uplifted, that makes you feel inspired. If you are going to be on your phone, you know, choose to surround yourself with the right kind of content, the right kind of music, uh, the right kind of people, the right kind of friends, the right kind of tribe the right kinds of foods. It doesn't need to be 100%. Again, it's coming back to that balance. Like you're allowed to treat yourself. Give yourself that true crime podcast, eat some of your favorite foods that might not be the healthiest. That's not the deal here. It's not an all or nothing. It's keeping things in balance. It's when things are out of balance and when we overconsume energy that is not good for us, that we start to feel quite literally energetically sick or maybe just energetically disconnected, which can lead to feeling energetically sick. Another cause which I think can go back to 
talking about just the society and the culture that we live in, especially over here in the West, is overcommitment of your time, like overworking yourself. I have struggled with this in the past, especially it's so weird to think back to those times, 2018 when I was feeling really interested and really connected and really curious and exploring my spirituality. I was also doing the most, trying to cram too much into your day, over committing to your job, over committing to your career, overworking yourself, over studying, over doing it, leaving little of yourself left over for you because you're giving so much of your time and your energy out to the world. And again, I think that can come from this almost like overworked, glamorized state of being again, especially over here in the West of the world, where the more you work, the more exhausted you are, the more stressed you are. It's like somehow you get more respect for it for whatever reason and being restful or doing things just for the sake of loving them or saying no can be even still, like I think we're kind of moving in the opposite direction, but it can still be like, what? Like you said, no, you didn't, you didn't take that opportunity. You wouldn't stay longer at work this day, like whatever it is. And mostly because that leads to exhaustion, which again comes back to being unhealthy, which is one of the signs that we talked about above. And then last but not least, for certain not least, and this is one that I definitely feel like somewhat kicked me out of my, my spiritual connection into a state of disconnection, which led to that dark night of the soul, is invalidation. It's judgment. It's other people, not, I don't want to use this word too loosely because I think that some words definitely get used a little loosely nowadays, but like someone gaslighting your experience, especially your spiritual experience, because I think that there can still be a lot of naysayers when it comes to even using the word spiritual or spirituality or even spirit or soul. When you feel something, when you experience something, when it's so deep for you, when it connects you to something that you experience, but someone completely invalidates your experience. When someone says like, that's a load of crap or that's bullshit or you're being brainwashed or manipulated. And, and yes, again, balance. Like it's not to say to just completely ignore, especially if it's people that are really close to you that really, really love you, but maybe just might not understand you. It's worth taking a moment and sitting and processing things through your own intuition. And if you come out on the other side feeling like there might be some red flags, explore them. But if you come out on the other side feeling like, no, I know what I experienced. I know what I feel. I know what is true for, for me, for my story, for my soul's path, my soul's journey here. And it doesn't need to make sense to anybody else. Then Stop letting other people invalidate your experience. Stop letting other people tell you that you're doing it wrong. There will be people that will invalidate your experience if you say that you woke up one morning, saw the sun coming up a certain way, and you could have sworn you felt connected to a tapestry of energy that connects the, the collective. And someone would tell you that you are crazy, or someone might tell you that that doesn't even make sense. And it does, it does make sense. Even science is starting to mirror a lot of the stuff that is spiritual, that is, proof that there is an energetic coding. So just know that your experiences are valid and that when someone does invalidate you or judge you for it, it can make you feel afraid to explore deeper with yourself, to connect deeper with yourself for fear someone might call you crazy, for fear of all of those things. And again, there might be more causes. And if there are, if you've gone through a cause that made you feel more spiritually disconnected, let me know. I'll leave that in the conversations down below. Make note that whatever reason you're feeling spiritually disconnected, it's okay. It's normal. Everyone has had experiences like this in one way 
or another and it's not something to feel bad about. Thus, let's get into the more motivational aspect of today's chat. So how do you overcome this? What do you do? I'm not an expert. I feel like I always need to make that disclaimer, but just to say like, just take this friend to friend. Like if you were my friend, this would be the advice I'd give you. And when I went through this, this would be the advice that I would hope a friend or a mentor could give me. So the first being to validate your experience, kind of hopping off what we were just saying. That doesn't just mean validate the experiences you've maybe had before with your spiritual connection or beliefs, but that means validating your experience right now, how you're feeling right now. Just say it, say I don't feel connected, say I feel whatever, insert here, and have compassion for yourself because validating where you are right here, right now is the first step to reconnecting with yourself again. If you are in avoidance of where you're at, if you're pretending to feel some other type of way, if you're someone who's normally so connected to something deeper or more spiritual or whatever it is, but has been feeling super off about it, but you're trying to act like you don't feel super off about it, you're at a disconnect. So as soon as you own how you feel right now, as soon as you validate how you feel right now, let yourself know it's normal. Let yourself know it's okay. Give yourself that understanding. Make those connections like A plus B equals C. This cause can cause this sign, which I'm experiencing, which equals I feel disconnected from the deeper parts of myself. Boom. I understand it. I'm compassionate towards myself as just a general human being. It's okay to feel this way. No one's supposed to feel 100% connected all of the time. Connect with other people that are going through or have gone through spiritual experiences or similar experiences, but also spiritual experiences in the sense of even just watching this today, if you felt that way, your subconscious or conscious brain sought out something that would make you feel like it was okay and validated that you've gone through this. And that's the first step in literally getting reconnected again is knowing like, oh, this is not just a me thing. This is a totally normal thing that other people have experienced and there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing to feel crappy or like a failure about. The second step is to let go of expectation. And that again comes in many different ways. So first and foremost, I know from my experience, I had to let go of my comparison because my comparison to how other people were living out their spiritual experiences or their spiritual connections made me feel like I had to have a certain expectation of what that had to look like for myself. So I have friends that talk to guides. I have friends that talk to angels. I have friends that use numerology. I have friends that use astrology. I have friends that use all of the above. I have friends that know yoga and yoga philosophy. And then I have friends that don't use any of those things and literally connect to their spirit through like math or through, you know, experiences that are completely different or are shaped differently or, or more hands-on. By comparing myself to any of the other ways that I can see around me, which is a very, again, normal human thing that we do, it can create an expectation that I have to then and change what I do in order to get connected and you don't. I like to believe and take this with a grain of salt, but if it sits or fits with you, then feel free to take it with more than a grain of salt. Everything is energy. And the way that energy translates itself to you is very unique to you. And yes, there are gonna be other people on the planet who get similar translations and that's awesome, but there's also gonna be other people on the planet that get translations that are completely different and that's awesome too. And so don't compare yourself to anybody else's journey. Don't compare yourself to anybody else's beliefs, anybody else's connections or experiences. You can be inspired by them by all means. Yes, it can make you lean into certain areas of the spiritual world or of your own spirit, totally. But don't 
compare or make it seem like, okay, so I have to have that experience. I have to have visual signs. I have to have dreams that give me visions of what's coming in the future. I have to use tarot cards. I have to not use tarot cards. I have to, you know, whatever it is. So just do you, do you. Let go of comparison. You can be inspired, but don't try and compare and don't put that expectation on yourself to do it the way anybody else is doing it. Letting go of expectation also requires you to let go of dates or timelines. So. This again was a really hard one for me and when I lost my sense of touch and felt super disconnected from my spirituality, I remember thinking like, okay, I, I just need one witchy night. Thinking that if I just spent one night hanging out with my crystals, doing some tarot and some deep journaling, maybe have a good dance and a good cry, has that made me feel reconnected before? Yes, but does that mean it's gonna work every time? No, and maybe there's something much bigger or deeper going on that I have to go through in order to reconnect. That's teaching me a much bigger lesson and I can't have a timeline on that. I can't have a date on when I expect to connect again. Sometimes you just have to trust where you're at and trust that there might be something bigger going on that you can't see and that you'll understand eventually, but it's not time to understand yet, otherwise you would. Another expectation to let go of is removing the obstacle completely. And we've kind of touched on this a few times in this chat, but the things that you feel are blocking you or stopping you or are an obstacle on your path are not actual things or signs that you're doing it wrong or you're headed the wrong way or that you need to turn around and head back. Usually that obstacle is in your way to teach you something, to equip you with the right knowledge, to equip you with the right wisdom, or to send you on the right path or the right journey to get stronger, to evolve. Wanting to just snap your fingers and feel connected again to whatever it is, that is trying to just remove the obstacle. Whether you know the cause, let's say the cause is negative friends in your life and you just wanna snap your fingers and get rid of all your negative friends and then just feel super you know, connected again. Perhaps you need to explore why you've been hanging around people that are super negative. Maybe even have compassion for them for what they might be going through. Okay, so the obstacle is that I'm on my phone and my phone is changing the wiring of my brain, so i.e. no phone. Boom. I just want to get rid of all the technology. Like I want to go tech free for a year. I want to go social media free for a year. And no, actually trying to find a way to live in healthy balance with my phone, to live in a healthy balance with social media has been part of allowing that obstacle to be part of the way. It's not about trying to just get rid of it or remove it or head in a different direction or shortcut your way around it. Getting over your obstacle is actually what's needed and what's important and probably why the universe or whatever it is you believe in put that obstacle in your way. And last but not least in the section of letting go of expectation, and this is a hard one too, letting go of your expectation for tools that maybe used to work for you that aren't working for you right now. Whether you were super into Oracle deck readings or super into tarot, or had a psychic that you would go to all the time, or would pray often, or would journal, whatever it was, whatever tools that you used externally to help work with your intuition, to help bring you into a deeper state of connection, if you're doing those things and they're just not working for you right now, it's just not giving you that same feeling, 
let go of that expectation. You don't have to do the same things. Maybe you need to explore something new. Maybe you just need to let it go for a while. Energy translates itself with us, through us, and from us, and to us in so many different ways. And there's so many different channels that you can work with your spirit. And so don't feel like you have to stick to the things that you've always done. And if it's worked for you in the past, that's great. You don't have to let go of it completely. But if it's not working for you now, then stop expecting it to continue to work for you or just suddenly work for you again. Like trust that you can channel your connection through other ways and give yourself permission to open up to that possibility. Which leads me into the third step for getting connected back to your spirit and that's start doing things differently. This is the funnest part about trying to reconnect but also even without like the trying, it's just the funnest part about life is that you can always do things differently. You can wake up every day and decide to do your entire life differently should you actually really want to. So try different routines, try different tools, try spending your time in different ways or with different people or through different things or different hobbies or different passions. Like truly just start doing as many things as you want to or are inspired to differently and doing so is going to shift your energy it's going to shift the types of things that you're bumping into or attracting towards yourself or bringing in and sending out and that's going to send you into some serendipitous circumstances where you'll start finding yourself connecting to new things and going back to one of the bigger signs the first time we talked about if you are feeling unhealthy do things differently now start with discipline sometimes it takes discipline to bring us back into flow to bring us back into balance Habitualize your antidotes. If you're unhealthy because you're not getting enough sleep, literally habitualize getting better sleep. If you're unhealthy because you're not eating the right foods, start to habitualize eating really good foods, really nourishing foods, get really into cooking, whatever it is. Start to habitualize spending more time with yourself. Start to habitualize dancing, moving, anything. Anything that's making you feel crappy, habitualize the opposite and use discipline to keep yourself there. Build that healthy habit. Do things differently than the way you're doing them now. Start fresh, start new. Finally, how are we doing with the candle? The candle's still surviving. The fourth step to reconnecting to your spirit is to just accept what is, let go. And it's like one of the hardest things to do, but yet the simplest things to do. And there's many different ways you can do this. I was recently reading Michael A. Singer's new book, Living Untethered, and there's this random part or section, it's such a small section of the book, but it's stuck with me and I've been doing it so, so much lately, is I have to almost physically do something to allow myself to more mentally or spiritually let go of something. So if I'm feeling really emotionally pent up, tensed up, stressing, worrying about something or kind of catching myself getting stuck on something, I actually take a deep breath in, squeeze my hands together, and then as I exhale, I let go and I like release all of my muscles. I open my hands and I mentally let the thought go and it's worked every time. Truly accepting what is, is letting go of your need to control what is, of your need to change or shift or manipulate reality to match your expectations. And so all of the above steps will help with letting go and accepting what is, but also it really doesn't take much more than just being okay with where you're at, even if you continue to feel spiritually disconnected. Because like I said earlier, if you just try to remove the obstacle and just be connected again, by taking a shortcut, you might miss a very valuable lesson that you're learning through this disconnect. You might miss a deeper understanding of yourself or of something going on in the world or of something going on in your life that's causing you to feel disconnected, that's 
helping you evolve so that the next time you come around to this thing later on in life, you'll know, you'll have the wisdom, you'll be equipped because you went through it this time. No feeling is permanent, whether it is disconnection or connection. This is part of your spiritual journey, even if it's making you feel disconnected from your spirituality and you're not holding everything so tight or trying to squeeze everything to fit the way you want it to and you just let go. Like that opens up space for the universe to send things into your life for things that are meant to align for you to come into your life because you've opened up and released and allowed all of these open spaces for new things to find you. It is totally okay to not feel tuned in, to not feel super connected all of the time. It is totally fine. It is totally okay. No matter how many spiritual accounts you follow, no matter how many card readings you do for yourself, no matter how much deep frequency music you listen to or all the things that you might try and do, it's okay to just not feel connected sometimes. It's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's totally human. As someone that really, really enjoys spirituality, I also like to hold the belief that like we're here for a human experience for a reason. And yes, the human experience can be very spiritual. It can be full of spirit energy, but you're also human. And so it's okay to just be a random, normal functioning human sometimes without needing everything to be so deep and connected and spiritual all of the time. That's totally okay. Not only is it okay, it's in my eyes, what we're partially here for is that human experience. So. Just know that the way you're feeling is valid. The way that you're feeling is totally fine. And wherever you're at, you're probably on a big step in your journey, even when you don't feel like it, even if you feel completely lost, it'll make sense one day in hindsight when you're connected again and maybe disconnected again and then connected again and the cycle just continues to go and you'll be able to pass on this knowledge to somebody else that might be feeling that way at that time. Also, you might be able to pass on some knowledge to anybody that might be feeling this way today or perhaps share your story to validate other people's experience by sharing your thoughts, your stories, your everything in the YouTube comment section and just creating that really amazing supportive community that you guys always do every time we have these types of deep chats. And outside of that, I'm giving you a huge internet hug with a cozy cloud mug. Did not mean for that to rhyme. I hope this pep talk made you feel a little better, made you feel a little normal, made you feel a little more relaxed with wherever you're at in life. And whether you're feeling connected or not, or somewhere in the in-between, that it's totally fine. And without further ado, I love you all the way to the moon and back, and I'll see you guys all, or talk to you all, in our next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.